Welcome to ShopCast, a weekly podcast where we answer questions about some of the most important values of the growing prayer movement in Canada. My name is Emily and joining me today as always is Brian Creary, Director of Sanctuary House of Prayer in Winnipeg and also my dad. Hi, Em. Hi. And we're back again. <laughs> we are. And so uh, we're going to be talking some more. Uh, I'm excited about today's topic. Yes. Yeah, so as everyone knows, we're doing podcasts this season about things we can do in isolation. So today we're going to focus on... Prayers of the New Testament. <laughs> okay. So can you give some background on this topic and why it's important? Yes. So uh, the term we're using for this podcast episode is prayers of the New Testament, which is pretty accurate. Um, we, we could also call them apostolic prayers. Sometimes we use that term. Uh, and the reason that we use the term apostolic is because it's the apostles that are praying them in the New Testament. And so we just put the label on it. But these are the prayers that you find when you read through the New Testament that Paul or whoever's writing the book is actually praying for the church that he's talking to. A bit of context, remember now, if the letter to the Ephesians is an actual letter written to a church that lives in the city of Ephesus, and Paul is writing the letter to encourage the believers there because he's not on site and he doesn't email or send in video conferencing, so he actually writes it down and they take it on a scroll, somebody arrives there, and then stands up and they read it to the whole crowd out loud. And then this is the letter that Paul has written to them to encourage them and teach them. It turns into the Bible eventually. So pretty crazy when you think about it. If you had been there on the day that it was read, you would have been hearing the first ever reading of the Bible, the New Testament, but you wouldn't have realized that because you just thought it was a letter from Paul. But that's what it eventually turns into. And so the letters are uh, a mix of things. There's lots of teaching and lots of background, but they're specific to the context, but they often contain prayers. And that's just because Paul is, he's being real with them. He's saying, when I think about you guys, I pray this way. And so we understand that he, in the book of Ephesians, for instance, we're going to look at one of those prayers. Paul really is talking to people that live in Ephesus, and he's thinking about them specifically when he prays this prayer. But what we understand is the Bible is universally true for all of us. And so it's not just for the people in Ephesus, but we can take those prayers that are prayed in a book like Ephesians, and then we can apply them to our own situation. And they're, they're legit. They work. Now, a couple of things you want to remember about prayer. When you pray, Emily, or when I pray, we're kind of uh, guessing a little bit about what we think matters. We're, we're trying to figure out what's right and what is the will of the Lord, but we're still humans and we have a little bit of distance. But when it's prayers that are make their way into the Bible, we know that these are the ones that the Holy Spirit has inspired and he's signed off on them. It's like a check that's been signed. You know what a check is? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like kind of, uh, you know, back in the old days, we used to write checks and we used to sign them. So it, the, these prayers are like signed checks. It's like the Lord has said, yes, I'm, I'm going to answer that one. If you've got that prayer that's in the Bible, that's one that I'm going to answer. I am in favor of this one. So if you will pray that one, you are in complete agreement with my will. And if you agree with me, then you're going to see the answers to the prayers. And so that's why they're so important, because to take them and to apply them into our context and to have confidence that God will actually answer the, pr the prayers is just, I mean, it's gold. that's gold. Where else are you going to have a prayer that you pray where you have such confidence that you know you're getting an answer? I mean, I pray stuff all the time. Oh, Lord, you know, we need more money. Give us more money. 
because sometimes we don't have enough. And I believe in in general terms that the Lord says he will provide for us and things like that. But I, I am searching for places where I know with confidence that that's what he's saying is true, or I'm kind of just processing it out of my own experience. Again, it's not bad because we're humans and that's the way we pray. But boy, it's better if you can pray something that you know this is what the Lord has said. I've promised it or, I'm, or I've signed off on this prayer. This is my will. Good. We want to pray those and they're filled with language that we can use. So that's kind of the background. And there's a whole bunch of them that I want to show you. Let me look at a couple of them, actually. Now, you know these ones because in our prayer room, we've prayed them lots and lots of times. What do you think is the most prayed prayer in our 14 and a half years in our prayer room? What do you think is the, the number one prayed verse? I don't know. <laughs> really? You've been there long enough. How much, Which one have you heard more than all the other ones? Which verse do you think is the one? I have no idea. Really? Gosh, this <laughs> one just goes been around. I have well, we've been locked up for a while, so we've kind of forgotten. But this one goes around and around in my head, even in my dreams there for the first few years. Uh, Ephesians one seventeen is the one. It's prayed so frequently. Let me read it because the language of this is why we come back to it over and over. Uh, Paul says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. So he's talking to real people, a real church in Ephesus. And he's saying, I'm just so grateful for you guys. And I'm so thankful. And when I pray, I just say, thank you, Lord. They're doing so great. And I remember you. And then he says, verse 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you, and here's the prayer, the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Now that's simple language, but it's, it's a profound concept. Paul is saying, you know what you need more than anything? And this is what I pray for you guys all the time, that God would give you from heaven, from his own being, by the power of his spirit, the ability to know who he is in a better way, more clear, always evolving, always more clarity, so you're able to see him and understand him better. And Paul says, I never stop praying that. I pray it all the time. Then it goes on, verse 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Now, I'm going to change the translation just because sometimes if you get it a different language, it makes more sense. The Passion Translation. If you do you know this one, it's filled mm -hmm. with passion. That's why it's called that. So now verse 18 says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. And I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. So different language, but same, same general idea. Paul is saying, I don't want you to just kind of stumble along and hope that you, you're doing things right, Try to fall into the trap of trying to like live your life right and earn favor somehow from God. I want you to know what he's actually like so that when you come before him, you have great confidence, the hope that he has called you to, that the future that's filled with goodness and it's, it's called hope for a reason, there's a hope to it, the glorious riches of the inheritance that he has for God's holy people, the future inheritance that is so amazing that you want to know about, that you want to be uh, excited about so that your life is impacted by it, and then this incomparably great power that is available to us. And the verse actually goes on, now the power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, 
far above all ruler and authority, power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. It's a lot of language there, but basically he's just saying, boy, if you had any idea how much power was available to you as his children, it would have an impact on your life. And so, you know, this is what's going on in this verse. And this is the, this is the one we pray all the time because we just say, Lord, we need more of, uh, knowledge of who you are. The church in our city needs more of the knowledge of who you are. The unbelievers need more of the knowledge of who you are. The Jewish community needs more of the knowledge of who you are. The the Asian immigrants and those that came from Africa, they all need more of the knowledge of who you are. The politicians need it. The educators need it. Lord, you know, be kind to us and send us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know who you are. And that's just an example. One of the prayers, I'm, I'll show you a couple more in a second, but just think about the importance of uh, or why that would matter right now in a time when we're so isolated and we're so unable to understand what's going on because it's been it's thrown everything into confusion i mean if you're sitting back right now and you're saying to yourself i mean maybe you're doing this emily sitting back and you're saying i don't know what god's thinking i don't understand why this whole thing has been so disruptive i don't even know what he wants from me i can't do anything i can't go into the prayer room i can't get together with my friends uh i i don't have anything to do it's netflix or the you know I guess I could read my Bible, but I mean, like, what's it all about? Where's it all going? The Lord would like for us to encounter him in ways that causes the hope to grow in our hearts and the knowledge of who he is and the way he thinks and feels to get in touch with the amount of power that's actually available to us and the hope, the future inheritance that is available to us and to all God's holy people, the, all the great things that are yet promised for us that changes the way that you think about your life here, in the mid, even in the midst of difficult times. Shall I look at another one? I bet you're excited about this. <laughs> sure. I love these because we can pray them, and they just have such great language to pray. Uh, but they also mean a lot to me when I look at them, because I just think, yeah, I want this stuff too. This isn't just for everybody that we pray for everywhere. I mean, this is the awesome promises of the Lord for us. Now, I'm going to bet you know this one. I'm going to bet you have sung this one. Numerous times. You're a worship leader and you're a singer on the line. I'm going to bet that you have spent uh, probably hours on this verse because this is a, fa a favorite one in the prayer room. This is Ephesians 3, starting in verse 16. I pray again, Paul praying again, that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Did you ever sing that one? Can you remember? Probably. It's too long ago. <laughs> it's just no. too long ago. <laughs> we sing, we've probably sung this one numerous times, although I can't pinpoint it either. It's a quite a mouthful when you first read it, but when you start breaking it down, you realize, okay, this is crazy powerful. Like, for instance, verse 16 says, he would strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. It's an actual prayer, a promise that, that he's saying, basically, I'll, I'll paraphrase it, you know, my translation. Lord, give them power, your power from heaven, to strengthen them on the inside right now, because they need to be strengthened on the inside. So if you've ever felt in your life like, oh, I'm feeling weak, I'm feeling like I'm, I don't know if I can do it, I don't know if I can keep on going, I don't know if the, 
the anxiety or the unsettledness of the situation, personal or the big corporate stuff like a pandemic. If you've ever thought, I just need strength, well, there's a verse right there where the Lord is inspiring Paul to pray it. And he's saying, pray this way. Lord, we ask you for strength in the inner man of the person, in their hearts, so that Christ would dwell there. This is an actual prayer that the Lord will sign off on. He said, yeah, I'll do it. And then to go on to the next section, I pray that you, as a believer who has been already rooted and established in love, that you would have the power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Now, does that make any sense? When you first hear that, that the Lord would give you the ability to grasp how high and how long and how wide and how deep is the love of Christ, it's sort of, I don't know, the first time I heard that, I remember thinking, why do I even want to know that? Why do I care how long or high or deep is the love of Christ? That, what, do you, what do you think of that when you, when you hear that John first? Thurlow. What's that mean? <laughs> John Thurlow, why? His song. You don't know? <laughs> oh, the song, right. With the, the one with the actions, no, even. Big fan. <laughs> yes, the John Thurlow song. I love that song. What do you mean? That's a great Not song. Enough, apparently. apparently, my mind is somewhere else. No, that's a great song. You're right, because that's exactly right. He's What's he singing? He's singing about that very thing, right? He's saying to the Lord, he's singing, your love is so high, your love is so... Wide. Wide. I'm not good with lyrics. <laughs> Deep, love is so long, I guess it is. But that's the whole point, right? He's he's describing, he's singing back to the Lord the truth of what is real, even though John Thurlow himself, on the scale of how much of that he actually knows, he's just at the beginning of the beginning, right? He's He too is looking at God going, wow, there's so much more to know and to feel and to experience. Why do you think it matters that we know the love of Christ? What's important <laughs> about that? Everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Do you feel like in your own journey that went, uh, that was progressive? Like you started and somewhere and whatever, and then as you began to encounter it, it began to change the way you thought about things? Yeah, definitely. Didn't you have an experience like that in Kansas City? Or maybe lots of them? (laughs) Journals full of them, now that I think about it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, where you're encountering him and what you're discovering is that the dimension of love that he has for you as an individual and for all of us together, but personalize it as an individual, that it's so high. I mean, you can't see the top. It's so wide. You can't see left or right to, to know, you know, where where it ends. There is no end is the point. The height, the width, the length, the depth, that there's just no end to the volume, the sheer volume of the love of God focused your direction, available for you. You might have had a terrible pandemic up till now. And it's been awful. You've just basically given up on everything and you're, Jesus is not too real in your life anymore and you've picked up all kinds of bad habits and whatever. The Lord says in this passage, oh, that you would, now he doesn't say, oh, that you would earn the love of Jesus. He says, oh, that you would see and know the love that Jesus has for you. That you could be able to grasp just how deeply wide, high, and broad and whatever he, he feels about you. That's the whole point. Because Paul knows it. Paul knows it. And he's saying, this is the prayer you want to pray. If you'll pray this prayer, you're going to find yourself, uh, your whole worldview is going to change because it's you're not going to earn anything. You're just going to suddenly discover, wow, this is how you feel about me. And it changes everything. And then I like this last verse that goes with it. To know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And so what he's 
what he's saying in the prayer, where you can pray is, oh, Lord, show me your height, width, length, and depth of the love that you have for me, so that, I mean, like he's basically saying, I'm never really going to understand it completely. I mean, do you feel like you've got it? No. <laughs> no, I don't feel like I've got it. I feel like I get it sometimes. I get a moment of it. And then lots of times I feel like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. How could he possibly like me? you know, much less have the endless amounts of love, uh, you know, directed at me. And so we all feel that at times. But he says, pray it that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God, which means as you come into the truth of it and it touches your heart and it becomes real, that God's presence increases in you and around you, you begin to be filled up with who, who he is and what he's like. It's actually transformational. It's not just, well, I know it in my head and got to keep reminding myself that he likes me. No, you begin to experience it and feel it. And because you feel it, you're, you're, the way that you behave begins to change. And I mean, people need to hear that, right? You know people like that that need to hear it. I know people that need to hear it. Everybody needs to hear it at some level. But I mean, some people really struggle and they really need to hear, you know, God actually really knows you and has endless amounts of love and affection and grace for you. And if you'll just allow that to grow in your heart, he's going to come and he's going to be, he's going to take this place in inside of you in a profound way. You're going to really begin to experience him in all kinds of way, new ways. And then the last verse, everybody knows this one. And now to him who is, is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So just when you think it's not possible, to him who is able to do more than we can all or imagine, Jesus, help us, help us, help us. How do we do this? We just pray. Just go for it. Begin to pray the apostolic prayers and the Lord will help us. Simple as that. <laughs> Simple as that. Well, you got to start somewhere. But we've been praying these a long time, actually, when you think about it. I mean, you, you know, I said, which one's the one we've prayed the most? It's probably a fair answer to say, I don't know, because we pray them all. I mean, we pray them all the time, and we pray them for all kinds of different contexts. But we pray them, and we stay before the Lord in them, and change comes, and your heart's touched, and you're moving in the right direction. And it's never a bad thing to pray the thing that the Lord has said, yeah, I'll do that. So this is a good time to start. Okay, well, that's all we have for today. If you want more information on this topic and others, you can check out our website at sanctuaryhop.com. And on behalf of myself and my dad, thanks for listening to Shopcast. Mm -hmm.